Hello there, writers. This is Kristen Kiefer, and you are listening to episode number 23 of the Well-Storied Podcast, where I share tips and tricks that help writers craft sensational novels and build their very best writing lives. Today's topic comes straight from the brand new article I'm sharing over on the Well-Storied blog, Five Ways to Frame Your Story. If you'd prefer to read all about today's topic rather than listen in, or if you'd just like to read while you listen along, make sure to head on over to well-storied.com blog to catch the transcript for today's episode. Now, shall we dive in? You have a story idea, and you're ready to write. But have you thought much about how you'll frame your story? Subjective storytelling is the framework most commonly found in modern literature, and it's perhaps the most obvious way writers think to tell their stories. With a subjective framework, writers utilize a limited point of view. In other words, the story is told solely via the main character's thoughts and experiences, and this is done to immerse readers in the main character's journey. But this style of storytelling isn't the only way in which you can frame your story for success. What are your other options, and which is best for your novel? Let's break down five alternative frameworks today. First up, we have the multi-point-of-view subjective storytelling framework. Subjective storytelling immerses readers in the story by treating the main character as the lens through which the story is told. Think The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins or Outlander by Diana Gabaldon. More often than not, a single point-of-view character, the protagonist, is utilized, but telling the story through the lens of only one character can be limiting. If your story idea features subplots or a main storyline that's best told through several lenses, utilizing a multi-point-of-view subjective storytelling style can be a great way to keep readers immersed while taking advantage of a larger scope of viewpoints. This can be done by telling the story through one character's viewpoint at a time, switching lenses at chapter breaks or scene breaks. Popular novels that utilize this framework include A Game of Thrones by George R.R. Martin, A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab, Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo, and Eleanor and Park by Rainbow Rowell. One thing to note, subjective storytelling can utilize any point of view or tense, so first or third person point of view, or past or present tense, just so long as the point of view is limited to one character at a time. Framework number two, objective storytelling. While subjective storytelling limits the story's lens to a single character at a time, objective storytelling broadens the lens through which a story is told. Readers aren't placed in a specific character's shoes. Rather, an omniscient narrator tells readers of a variety of characters' thoughts, words, and actions in any given scene, providing a broader scope of the story's events. This framework was popular among classics such as Pride and Prejudice and A Tale of Two Cities. Still, some modern novels use this framework successfully, including Dune by Frank Herbert, the Discworld series by Terry Pratchett, and even the Harry Potter series, though Rowling does feature Harry far more prominently than the other characters. Let's move on to our third framework, Legends. 
Traditionally speaking, legends are stories that have been passed down through oral recitation over many years. However, many authors have taken advantage of the legendary framework to create new stories that feel deeply rooted in time and tradition. Stories told as legends often focus on a single character without delving into their subjective viewpoint. Instead, a narrator relates the events of their journey while exploring how the hero grows and changes as a result of it. Just as their older oral counterparts, modern legendary fiction often features very prominent themes, exploring one or more specific elements of humanity. Examples of popular stories told as legends include A Wizard of Earthsea by Ursula Le Guin, Uprooted by Naomi Novak, and Stardust by Neil Gaiman. On to our fourth framework, nostalgic retellings. Utilizing a story within a story, novels framed as nostalgic retellings feature a narrator, often an older version of the story's main character, who retells first-hand events from their past. These past events are often told within a subjective framework, while the story occasionally jumps out of this extended flashback to relate events happening in the present as well. This framework is most often used to highlight how the events of the retelling vastly shaped the person the narrator becomes, or to show how past events have led to those that are currently happening in the present timeline. Popular novels that utilize this framework include The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, and Interview with the Vampire by Anne Rice. Fifth and finally, we have epistolary tales. Stories told through a series of documents, which could include letters, diary entries, transcripts, and reports, are known as epistolary tales. Some epistolary novels also mix traditional narrative scenes in with the documents used throughout the story. Authors may choose to utilize an epistolary framework to showcase the broad scope of their world or plot, to add realism, or to show a broad range of viewpoints without the need to resort to an objective, narrator-driven framework. Popular novels that utilize an epistolary framework include Illuminae by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff, Dracula by Bram Stoker, Carrie by Stephen King, and The Martian by Andy Weir. And that's it! Remember, none of these frameworks we outlined today are in any way better than another. In fact, each can be utilized to create the very best version of a story, all depending on what you want your story to achieve. So, which framework will you use to craft the very best version of your story? Writers, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed exploring the many different ways in which you can frame your stories with me. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to head on over to today's transcript and give me a shout out in the comments below the post. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to help support future episodes, um, well, this is usually the part where I would invite you to become a well-storied patron over on Patreon, and if you would like to do that, that would be wonderfully epic. However, another great way that you can support the podcast with minimal time and absolutely no cash is to leave a quick rating and or review 
on iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast. Doing so will help the podcast gain a bit of visibility so we can continue to grow together in the well-storied community. So if you're able and you have a few minutes, make sure to rate and review the Well-Storied podcast, and I will send all my love your way. Well, even more than I already do anyway. Friends, thank you again for listening and rating and reviewing. I will see you guys next time. Bye!